name's Ashley. And this is Ryan. And this is Ruining, Ruining Our Childhood. childhood. Yes. Yeah. We did it. We did it good. Um, so what do we talk about, Ryan? Uh, well, first thing, I guess we should talk about ourselves real quick. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we already gave our names, but we are a uh, married couple, so we'll what? probably razz each other a little bit on here, and you probably would be alarmed if you just heard two people making fun of each other like we do. Uh, we've been together almost married nine years and going on 13 years together. I feel like you had to think about that for a second. I, I did not. Um, but what we're going to do on this podcast is uh, we're going to go back and rewatch movies together. Yes. But we, we kind of set ourselves some, some parameters that the movie has to be at least 10 years old. Because we figured there wasn't an iPhone 11 years ago. Or there might have been. But it was 10 years ago. So when we watch something back, we're going to notice like, hey, technology was different. Stuff like that. If we're watching stuff from the last three years, it's going to hold up for the most part. You would hope so. You would hope so. I think the iPhone started in 2007, so. Okay. So. I could be wrong. Uh, Don't quote me on that. That sounds right because I think the iPhone 10 came out in 2017. Oh, damn. So, yeah. yeah. So, okay. okay. So. The movies have to have come out prior to 2009. Correct. As of this first episode. Yes. So what we're going to do is we're going to go back, watch a movie. We're going to give our our opinions prior to watching it, whether or not we think the movie's going to hold up. Yes. Then we're going to watch the movie. Right. Then we're going to come back and say whether or not we thought it held up. That is correct. Okay. That's what we decided. That's what we decided. So, why don't you tell us about our first movie? Oh, thank you, Ryan. You're welcome. for letting me talk. You're welcome. Um, So, today's movie and our first ever episode is going to be American Pie, a 1999 classic. The synopsis is, four teenage boys enter a pact to lose their virginity by prom night. That's a really good tagline. Um, And it starred Jason Biggs. Biggs? (laughs) Jason Big. <laughs> All right. Uh, Chris Klein. Correct. Thomas Ian Nichols. Ooh. For sure. Sorry about that. And who is the fourth person? Eddie K. Thomas. But also Sean William Scott and a bunch of other people. Yeah. Like they get Eugene credit. Levy. But yeah, Eugene Allison Levy. Hannigan, Shannon Elizabeth. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge. Coolidge. Oh boy. Oh my God. Take a shot, folks. <laughs> uh, Tara Reed. Yes. And Natasha Leone. Yes, Natasha Leone. Le- oh, and uh, also, person probably hasn't been seen since 1999, Mina Savari. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and, uh, and bring the drinking game out. Every time <laughs> we fumble through a word, you guys take a drink. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Get drunk and think about what movies I- from your... Childhood and teens. Yeah. One of my wrestling podcasts, every time the guy fumbles a line, he always says, take a shot. I'm bringing that to ours. So we stole it from you. So Well, uh, you should credit it. Uh, it would be the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast with uh, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. So. Nerd. Yes, I am. Um. So, yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about 99. 1999. Take a <laughs> shot. <laughs> Set the scene, Ryan. <laughs> Uh, so, fun facts about 1999, so that would be 20 years ago. Uh, generally, I would say the entire world had a panic about the Y2K computer bug that they thought was going to just ruin us. Sure, sure. That never happened. Uh, top song 
Smooth by Santana and Rob Thomas. You could not go anywhere without hearing that song. That's true. And it feels like it hasn't been that long that you're yeah. saying that was 20 years ago. 20 years ago. God. Uh, they, pretty much the most famous person uh, probably in the world would be Bill Gates. Uh, notable literature was the third Harry Potter book, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban came Damn. out. Um, popular names were Emily, Hannah, Alexis, and then Jacob, Michael, and Matthew. Alexis? Yeah, we know an Alexis. Uh, the big movies of the year would be Star Wars Episode One, Toy Story 2, The Sixth Sense, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, and The Matrix. Okay, all, all winners. All winners. And most popular TV shows, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Oh, God. That was a phenomenon, if there ever was one. ER? Okay. Friends? Yes. Frasier? Sure. And... Well, they they credit 60 Minutes, but I guess the next non-news uh, show would be uh, The Practice. Okay. So then we had some other big pop songs of the time would be uh, Baby One More Time by Britney Spears, No Scrubs by TLC, uh, Share somehow, Still Relevant, Believe was her big hit. Uh, we had hit songs from Will Smith, Christina Aguilera, uh, uh, Enrique Iglesias, Take a Shot. And also Mariah Carey. Okay. Yeah. So, a uh, great year for movies and music because yeah. no scrubs to oh, this yeah. day. Still an anthem. Yeah. Still a banger, as the kids say. <laughs> I said that. Uh, no, they say a bop. They say both, I think. Uh, well, I, words I, I don't use in my life, that's what they well, use. I I'm trying desperately to hold on to my youth so um so let's go to our first segment which is our first impression of american pie our earliest impressions of when it first came out in 1999 you were i would have been 14 when the movie came out would not have i'd be getting ready to enter my freshman year of high school oh just baby ryan just a baby ryan um go ahead and tell me what your uh, first impression of. was I remember wanting to see the movie because, you know, I saw the previews on television. It looked funny. I mm -hmm. can honestly say I don't think I recognized any of the actors except for Thomas Ian Nichols. Is that his name? Did I make up his name? <laughs> I think I made <laughs> Let up Let me double check it. Because there's he... two that have, well, there's actually three that have a three name. There's Sean William Scott. Mm -hmm. Eddie K. Thomas. Thomas. Ian Nichols. You're right. Thomas, from, Thomas Ian Nichols. From, uh, from Rookie of the Year. So I did right. recognize Why him. Why did I want to say Big Little Big League? Uh, he was not in Little Big That's League. That's the other that kid. That would be the other baseball movie from our childhood. Okay. Well, one of them, because then there was obviously Sandlot. But, so I recognized him. I didn't recognize anyone else. Uh, my brother had gone and seen the movie, came mm -hmm. home, did not give it. Uh, he said it was good, but not anything great. It wasn't till the following year that I actually saw the movie when he got it when he worked at a movie store, which is clearly not a thing anymore. So he brought it home. I watched it and I was hooked. I watched that movie at least once a week the entire summer. Summy. I thought <laughs> it was hilarious. So that was my first imp impression. What was yours? Mine was that I remember kids talking about it at school. Uh, it did come out in the summer, I believe July 1999. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just remember it being a big summer movie. If I can remember correctly, I don't even know if that's true. But um, And then uh, when it came out on 
DVD or VHS. I can't remember which one we rented. It was probably DVD. Mm -hmm. My dad liked to keep up on the tech. Um, But me and my dad rented it. My brother and my mom were both at work. And it was the most awkward thing I've ever dealt with in my childhood. It's still vividly seared in my memory watching the weirdest scene of a guy having sex with a pie with my dad. So, yeah. So that's my memory. Um, I feel like we saw it, didn't we say the last time we saw it was probably like eight years ago or yes. seven years ago? When the uh, most recent one came out, we we rewatched it. Right. And this movie has spanned, obviously, quite a few sequels with the original cast, mm-hmm. as, as well as some B-movie spin-offs, spin-offs just yeah. using the name like it's National Lampoon, which is... Okay, I guess, but yeah. I've never seen any of them. As a, no. Maybe I've seen the Bandcamp one. I think it had the one girl from... She's in Midnight, Texas, but I can't remember her name. Oh, no, I never watched she it. She was in Vampire Diaries. She played, like, Lexi. Oh, uh, Ar- Ar- Ariel Cabell. Cabell? Sure. Yes, Ariel Cabell. Why couldn't I think of her name? I get her confused with the girl from Friday Night Lights. I was going to say, I confused her with um, the one that was on the mo- the show Breaking In with uh, Christian Slater. Oh, she yeah, does kind of look, but she has the other girl's brown hair. Yeah. Yeah, I can oh, wait, see that. We're, we're going on a tangent. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> so let's, uh, so I, that was it. I mean, now we're going to go watch the movie. Well, actually, why don't we say whether or not we think the, sh- the movie's going to hold up. Oh, yeah, that's up. what we were going to do. Yeah. I, I personally think it's going to hold up. I think... There's still the cliche of kids making a pact that they're going to lose their virginity together. So I think that's something that's not going to be irrelevant. I don't feel like watching somebody fuck a pie is going to be irrelevant. So I think the jokes are still going to be funny. I'm sure some of them are going to be dated. But, uh, I mean, there is an appearance by Blink-182, who was a huge band at the time. Not so much anymore. But I think it's going to hold up. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with you on the fact that there's certain tropes that are always going to be funny, like teenagers wanting to have sex all the time. Um, almost to the point where it's cliche now, but at that time that was like, it wasn't, it wasn't even a big deal, but I think there was a couple years where they didn't focus on that, where they went away from like, let's just focus on sex crazed children, um, like they had a bunch of movies like that in the 80s. Oh yeah. And then I think like early 90s, I don't really remember any that were like very significant yeah um so i feel like american pie was one of the first ones that did resurge that that trope but i don't think it will hold up that's my opinion okay um i think just it the jokes that i can remember or just some of the scenes that are just a little icky i i don't know but I guess we'll see. I think there will be a lot of sexist jokes that will definitely not hold up in 2019. Um, But, like I said, we're going to go watch it. We're going to come back and talk about it. And if you want to pause and go watch the movie to refresh yourself as well. We'll be right back. Yeah. All right. And we're back. We watched the movie, so now we're going to talk about it. We're going to take off our childhood goggles. Um, We have new impressions. We're going to put our adult contact lenses in. 
that are basically bifocals because we're old as crap now. And we're going to start with our first category. Go ahead, Ryan. So our first uh, category, uh, we're going to go ahead and fire up our dial-up modem because we're going to talk about a little 90s technology. Mm. Um, did you notice any technology in the movie that really dated the overall film? I did see some. I was a little disappointed. I thought I'd, I thought there'd be a lot more. And at one point I was like, where are their cell phones? And then I'm like, cell phones were a thing, but they weren't like completely accessible to the general population as much, especially like teenagers. So mm. they did not have any, which was a surprise. Um, the thing I noticed was obviously the webcam scene, which we'll get into later. Um, <clears throat> but also uh, towards the beginning when Jim, Jason Biggs, uh, he was setting up an e-date website profile and the just the web browser was so old it looks like a, an angel fire web page yeah from exactly back, yeah it looked terrible and then the other thing i noticed was and several characters said it i know stifler said it and um michelle said it allison hannigan's character they called it the internet the net and net. that i don't know if i don't think people say that anymore <laughs> Uh, How about you? The the one thing that I I thought was uh, interesting was the technology that they were using to stream her, but they also were saying we're gonna broadcast her across the internet, which I was like, yeah, we would say stream, like the yeah. the wordage, just the verbiage that they're using at the time. It's I was streaming, like, it's a yeah. little old. And then uh, one of the other things I just thought was funny was he was watching at the very beginning. He was watching like scrambled porn. Yeah, which I'm like. I don't know that kids do that nowadays. I don't know that I, those channels exist. I'm sure those channels exist, but I don't think they're scrambled yeah. anymore. So like, like, what kind of dates? I remember not so much watching scrambled porn, but I remember trying to watch like scrambled HBO. Yeah. Or like Showtime. We would, uh, me and my brothers would watch scrambled WWF pay-per-views. Nice. Yeah. Because it was interesting. It was kind of very similar. Like in the movie, you could hear the audio. Yeah. So you could kind of figure out what was going on because my parents were way too cheap. Oh, And they definitely. were not buying Same. us the uh, pay-per-views to watch. So that was just the... I think that kind of just wraps it up. Like you said, there was no cell phones. Ironically, like nobody had a beeper. It just... Yeah. they. I think that was actually kind of helps the movie hold up is there's really not a lot of data technology. I agree. I agree. There was nothing that was too distracting. Mm -hmm. um, but real quick, I did want to talk about some of the background music for some of the scenes. Like was this mellow guitar that was super cheesy. I don't know if you noticed. Oh, yeah. Like especially the scene uh, that where like Chris Klein, I believe it's when he's like running to go to the choir concert. Oh, like Contrast. across the campus? Yeah, and it's just like this really dramatic, not really dramatic, but just like something you'd hear in a Lifetime movie. And I was like, that kind of dated it because I don't think people really use like just generic music like that as much anymore. No, definitely um, not. But especially not as loud. Like something, they'd put a, like a hit song in there or yeah. at least an actual song. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is, I mean, actually, I think that was it for me. So what about you? Uh, just the webcam and the, the pixelization, mm -hmm. uh, of the whole webcam streaming, which that, that was, I mean, but that was the time. That I mean, was realistic. It was realistic, but I think that helps 
kind of dated a little bit. Not that we've perfected that technology by any means. No, but yeah. like even Skype still sucks. Yeah, exactly. So. But yeah, that that's that's all I have. Okay, well let's go on to the next category then, which we're calling kids would call it a throwback. We call it the prime of our teens. So, um, this category is about dated things other than technology, uh, fashion choices, dated reference, offensive jokes. What do you think, Ryan? What was your thoughts? The, the fashion choices, uh, it was very late nineties. One of the first things that popped out of my head, uh, popped into my head, take a shot, was <laughs> the bucket hats that people were wearing, but yes. it was... It was the times. It was, but it's just, it's hard to not notice those things. Yeah. And I think, honestly, I think bucket hats, bucket hats are actually making a comeback. Oh. I've seen them in, like, spreads and stuff. And a lot of 90s clothes are coming back. So maybe there's some kids watching this, you know, movie and going, oh, that looks good. But I also think it started, the fashion started changing into, like, 2000s wear. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think the stuff that's popular right now is, like, more mid 90s yeah like crop tops and mm -hmm. whatnot uh, and then they, the the <clears throat> other ones that i really had as far as the the fashion was uh, it seemed like everybody was wearing really baggy jeans yes especially the guys and then like it seemed like jason biggs could only wear an oversized polo shirt <laughs> <laughs> he uh the thing I noticed was Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. Hawaiian shirts galore. And I remember a time where that was like a go-to thing, but mm -hmm. I just, it, looking back at it now, I was like, man, why does everybody look like they're retired in Florida right now? Like, going to Disney World, just, you know, like... They're, they're hitting the Tommy Bahama outlet. <laughs> yeah. They were, the only difference was like that they were more brightly colored, but I yeah. was just like, like, especially in the beginning party scene like stifler had one on jason biggs's character had it on jim i couldn't remember every single guy main character had a hawaiian shirt on um what about any dated references or offensive jokes i don't think i really had any dated references because i don't think they like name dropped any like there's a cameo by by plink 182 but i'm like they're still relevant now it the wasn't far, like yeah. It wasn't like they were like talking about Harvey Danger or a band that kind of fizzled around. They that did time. play a Harvey Danger. They did song. play it. Which... I think that was a requirement to be a movie made in 1999. Yeah. So that song has to be on it. So I I didn't really come up with any references where I was like, oh, that's that's dated. Definitely. I think I just I think for the offensiveness, like coming from being a female, they said chicks a lot. And it's not, like, the most offensive thing to say. Mm -hmm. But it's just, like, you couldn't say girls or women or, like, anything else. Like, no. it was literally every single time chicks. And it wasn't just Stifler, which no. you'd expect that out of. It was every single character. Um, so I was just like, okay, we get it. They're called chicks. Like, you're so cool. But um, other than that, and just, like, when uh, uh, Oz... I couldn't remember his name. Uh-huh. Uh, Oz kept saying he wanted to work with a sensitive angle and it's just i mean they're all in a way trying to trick their way into having sex in mm -hmm. a way but his was the kind of the most offensive because he was just like literally trying to change himself to get laid whereas everybody else was working some sort of different angle yeah um but other than that like i was actually really surprised how little offensive jokes there were i think there was one 
gay joke. Yes. And it was made by Stifler, which again... You gotta just expect. Yeah. He's supposed to be the worst of the worst. I literally... I, I wrote down in my notes, Steve Stifler literally is the hashtag Me Too movement's worst nightmare. <laughs> because he's very offensive in it. He Just because his buddy's singing, he's like, you're gay. I wouldn't say so much worst nightmare as like how a lot of women perceive like the bro like when you think of bro culture that's yeah who you think of yeah is somebody like the guy who slapped a girl's ass in the first like five minutes of the movie and you're like cool i guess it's your house so you can do that i don't know and i'm like almost tried to pressure a girl into having sex and i'm gonna talk a little bit about that later because i have a whole note section about that but Mm -hmm. geez um but yeah i mean it wasn't the worst, it, there wasn't as many dated things. There was a lot of stuff that uh, you just kind of deal with because it's 1999. Yeah, so uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to our next category, which we okay. titled, Well, Hello There. Ooh. So that this category is basically just, uh, we're going to talk about some random cameos that were in the movie. We've seen this movie multiple times. It was people maybe we had forgotten were in it or... At the time, maybe they just weren't famous enough that we didn't recognize them. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, if you've ever gone back and watched an old movie, sometimes you're just like, holy crap, Brad Pitt's in this? Like, Or, you know, somebody equally famous like yeah. Bradley Co- Cooper like, has two lines in this movie and he's just like a waiter? Like, <laughs> it, It's kind of funny to see that. So we made that category because we knew that that would probably happen. And this movie didn't disappoint. Go ahead. The, the first one that I noticed was right when, uh, at the very first party, doorbell rings, Stifler goes over, opens the door, and it's the band geeks. And he tries to just blow them off, tells them to look down the street. It was kind of funny the way he did it. But I was, I think right away I noticed, obviously, Allison Hannigan, because she's easily the most famous person in that. But I'm looking to the left, and I'm going, that girl looks familiar. And it's... She doesn't even have a line in the movie. Is Christina Milian. Yeah. Which I was like... I didn't notice her. I was kind of surprised you noticed her. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's a random person. Because never, ever had noticed her prior to watching it tonight. No. Uh, Did you notice anybody? Um, The first person I noticed was John Cho. Mm -hmm. Who actually still has a career. Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm not that mean. I don't know. Christina Milian does the thing for voice, right? Uh, She was... Years ago, I don't, don't know. We don't watch it. We're not. Um, she might still. Who knows? But uh, John Cho, mm-hmm. which is a very good actor, I I like him in a lot of things, and he was one of the milf bros that yeah. literally in I looked at IMBD, he's listed as John slash milf number two, milf <laughs> bro number two, or milf guy. Milf guy. So and he just has like a couple lines where he's talking about hot. stuff how hot Stifler's mom is. Yeah. And then he, like, makes out with her picture with yeah. some other guy, which I want to say they come back for the second movie. I, I actually did look it up, and John Cho is in every one of the movies. Okay. So he's... It's it's a state... But I'm like, how did I forget that? Yeah. And then and then he was, like, in the choir in the background singing, which I was just like, I never noticed no, that. No, uh-uh. Um, but other than that, uh, did and you noticed Casey Affleck. Yeah. I mean, which, obviously, he's... Much famouser now Had than what he is. Oceans Eleven come out by then? No, that came out uh late two thousand one. I can't remember what his first movie was. 
I'm gonna say maybe 200 cigarettes. Oh yeah, that would that be. Was a decent I guess, movie. but uh, maybe I'm sure he maybe had some other small roles. Yeah, but, yeah, but he played be. Kevin's brother in American Pie, and he just basically tells him where that, I guess, sex bible, sex bible would yeah. be. <laughs> yeah, where he learns how to give the tongue tornado. Oh god. <laughs> you know yeah, right, right. uh so yeah uh other than that we there was a couple random people that i recognized and i had to look up they're not like super famous but there was the fiance from the hangover who looked super young yeah. she looked like she was 16 i was gonna say she probably might have um, actually been 16. and then there was another girl that looked really familiar and she was from can't hardly wait but other than that i yeah. mean there was a bunch of extras that looked like they were 40 <laughs> like most movies and tv shows the, the one guy in the lacrosse team with the horribly receding hairline, and I'm like, that man is 40 years old. Yeah, if you watch the movie, if you pause it, he's like standing right next to Oz, uh, when and Stifler when their coach is talking to him right before Oz decides to like walk off and join uh, Heather Heather mm-hmm. at the choir competition, and he does look like he's 40 years old. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like I think. When they're making movies, they're just like, let's just stick random people. Yeah. And no, nobody will notice them because they'll be looking at the two stars of the scene. Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's go on to the next category, which is called, is it even good? And this is where we just decipher, um, like, whether the plot of the movie is believable. Is it even written well? Like, was our presumptions of the movie when we were kids that we really liked about it, or do they fit within our adult standards now mm-hmm. so go ahead and what, what was your opinion I, I felt the plot's believable and i thought that it uh, i even wrote in her I'm like it's a tale as old as time it's high school boys trying to have sex yeah they pick a date which i think earlier we said it was trying to get laid before prom and it was actually they say specifically before graduation but they know prom is their last big chance because it's the cliche place yeah. it's the end of the sex. school year you know you're gonna but so i thought in that sense i thought it was believable and i thought it was still hold up today okay um i do think like a lot of parts of the movie was believable and relatable especially like jim and his dad's relationship like mm-hmm. that awkwardness of catching your kid doing something sexual or yeah. for the first time and and he's trying to be the cool dad, and Ugh. that, and Eugene Levy is just, like, really good about his comedic timing on he's everything. perfect in that role. And so I thought that was really relatable. Um, the other thing I wanted to discuss was, like, casting choices as far mm-hmm. as the movie goes. Like, Shannon Elizabeth looked like she was 30, and we looked it up, and she was 26, so not that far off. But yeah. I swear, I told this to Ryan while we were watching, I'm like, she looks like she has bags <laughs> under her eyes. <laughs> Like, I'm 32. Like, she looked as old as I did. Like, so it's just kind of weird to have somebody that old. And then I'm not quite sure how old Jason Biggs was. I'm sure he was just a little bit younger, but he has a baby face. Yeah. And he looked like a believable 17 year old, at least when I was a kid, too. I felt, honestly, I think he's the only one that might be believable. I thought, like, Chris Klein and Thomas Ian Nicholson or Nicholas, like, I felt they all looked 
Like, I didn't go to high school with anybody that looked that old. Yeah. Stifler, even. Like, they all looked... Stifler looked really old. Old. I'm pretty sure he was, like, late 20s. Yeah. Whereas, and, and even, like, on the female side, it was, like, the girl from The Hangover, like, she's a believable... Like, she was probably actually 16. Yeah. She was young looking. Allison Hannigan was a believable, off. you know, teenager. But, like, Tara Reid looked like she was already maybe partying a little too hard. And yeah. Like, eh. But I, even I said, I mentioned, like, she, in this movie, she still looks... Like, full-faced, mm-hmm. like, young, and it's before, like, she started messing around with, you know. Plastic surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what was, what did you put down for you, like, the funniest line or moment in the movie? The, I, I genuinely, thoroughly enjoyed every scene that Eugene Levy was in. He tries to explain sex and masturbation to Jim, but he acts like he was just waiting outside of his room, like... <laughs> Just kind of like, oh, I just happen to be out here. And he has a bag of porno magazines with them. And the way he's trying to explain the different types of magazines. I laughed at everything he did. Yeah, that stuff was still hilarious. And it probably has a lot to do with the fact that it was Eugene Levy. And he's Mm -hmm. just really good at comedy. Yeah. Um, My favorite moment was... I had a hard time because I wanted to put a couple things. One of the things was some of the stuff that um, Jim's dad said... But I I laughed out loud when Michelle said, say my name, bitch, because I remember, like, laughing so loud when I was, like, 13 watching that movie because it was just, because she's supposed to be so innocent and then all of a sudden she's, like, you know, this dominant person. And it was just a really hilarious moment. Um, what about the cringiest moment oh, or line? I have so many written down. Honestly, like... The very beginning of the movie, Tara Reed and Kevin are driving to school, mm-hmm. and she gives him a hug. And I even wrote down, I was like, William Shatner thought it was bad acting. Like, it looked like they had never met each other. And I, I'm like going, are these two... And even at the end of the movie, I questioned whether or not it was believable that they were dating. Like, yeah. they had just had sex with each other. <laughs> and it's like... They didn't have good chemistry. No. But I think during the sex scene, that was the point, was yeah. the fact that they, it wasn't the best sex in the world, which is really realistic, which aids to the movie's credibility. Um, I had a lot, too. But honestly, I think the scene with the webcam was the cringiest thing. Oh. Looking back now as an adult and going... You're doing this without the girl's consent. And I know maybe that sounds a little like, you know, yeah. politically correct and they would be feministy arrested. of me. But that's seriously like the creepiest thing. And then the fact that she just goes along with it. Yeah. And I had written that it that scene was written like it was a bad femur dream, fever dream. Like like that it was just a dream of Jim, in Jim's head. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't really happen. Or it's like that, you know, joke Reddit section where it was like, People are telling the most unbelievable story, and then at the end, they're like, and then everybody got up and started clapping. Like, <laughs> that didn't really happen, yeah. but it did in this movie. Uh, no, that was that was disturbing, where I remember looking at you and going, they're breaking the law. Yeah. Like, if a kid did that today, they would be arrested. Yeah. And but, oh, it's hilarious. Like, I don't know how old Shannon Elizabeth's character is supposed to be i know a majority of the characters are supposed to be at least 18 because they're yeah all graduating high school but i'm like that could be like child pornography like <laughs> i didn't i didn't go there in oh. my head but also good point <laughs> i watch a lot of special victims units yeah. so 
Uh, and then uh, just a couple other. It was it's cringeworthy trying to watch Oz and Heather, like they can't act. I think it's one a more one sided, but we can get to that oh. when we talk about our final thoughts. I, I, it was bad, and then just uh, one of my it was lines that I kind of just went, "Are you kidding me?" Was when Heather compared Oz's singing to Frank Sinatra. Yes. So I'm going to transition that into our final thoughts section, which, so for each movie, we're going to do uh, an award season. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to award one character, a grand award of the Thomas J. Hanks award for exceptional acting. And what is the other one named? Uh, the other one is going to be the Valedictorian, or Valedictorian, I can't speak, <laughs> take a shot, uh, of the Nicholas Cage Online School of Bad Acting. That is a mouthful. <laughs> so, so, literally, we're going to go from one spectrum, Tom Hanks level, great acting, and then, holy crap, Nick Cage. <laughs> and don't, don't get me wrong, we, we agree that Nicholas Cage has had good movies. Yes. I just feel like the last, like, good... 10, 15 years, he's been really phoning it in, and mm-hmm. he's just not good at things sometimes, no. like screaming or yeah. yelling or showing emotion, so... Go watch Wicker Man. So, my valedictorian of the Nicolas Cage Online School of Bad Acting is actually Chris Klein. Yeah. Is Oz. That's who I chose. Did you choose him, too? Uh, I had written down a couple options. Uh, he was definitely one of them, and then the other one was, for me, Shannon Elizabeth. Okay, well, let me... Uh, Go ahead and explain. So, obviously his singing in oh. the movie, which is just horrible, and I just always remember that video, I don't know if it was ever serious, of his audition tape for Mamma Mia, and his just really off-key, and then I think he sang in, um, what was that movie with Ryan Reynolds? I'm not sure. The one with, uh, oh my god, I can't think of it, when he's fat, and then he has, he's in love Just with, Friends. Just Friends. I couldn't think of it. Oh, yeah, he might sing in that. He he does. He has oh. like a guitar and he sings. Mm. And I don't know if he actually physically sings or if that's the whole comedy bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, and then the fact that people were like, he's a good singer. <laughs> and then the other guy, the blonde hair guy that was going to like take over for him, like he actually sang decent. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, thank God Oz is here. <laughs> Get away, guy that can actually carry a tune. And then just his lack of emotion, like when he was leaving the game for the choir competition, he just was like trying to show emotion like he's sad that he's quitting the game but then he's happy and it's just it was just i don't it was just the cheesiest thing in the world um so yeah that was my i even wrote down when they try to sing together during the this is supposed to be the big concert winning performance and it's (laughs) terrible i'm like you both can't sing but at at the same time you could see it as like realistic because watching an actual high school performance choir performance i was in choir in high school and like they weren't they weren't perfect it wasn't like glee every episode but but yeah no it his hers was okay singing his was just i don't i don't know why they decided that should be a thing with this character yeah um so you said yours was shannon elizabeth i i wrote down shannon elizabeth she breaks out the best stereotypical eastern european vague eastern european can do which when she's having her big moment in the movie, which is her taking her clothes off, she looks over when he, quote unquote, blows it. And she was like, 
she says it in perfect American, Jim. Like, she doesn't even go, you know, Jim. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, you're so... There's a reason we probably haven't seen her in a long time in yeah. the movies. She's probably there, done a there lot of B-movies. a couple of really bad casting choices. Yeah. Um. So my Thomas J. Hanks Award for exceptional acting was Natasha Lyonne. Was that expected? She, she, that, yeah. She um, steals every scene. Uh, Jessica, because just her delivery on everything, and she's just the like this voice of reason for everybody. Mm-hmm. And she is just almost too good to be in the movie, or she should have had a bigger part, I thought, because she just, yeah, like she stole every scene she was in. Like, And to be fair, most of her scenes were with Tara Reid, so... Mm-hmm. Not hard like, to do. Yeah, not hard to do. But at the same time, like, she was just the voice of reason and she was just so cool. And I don't know. I just love Natasha, Natasha Leone. I can't even talk. <laughs> uh, uh, who's yours? The the other one that I had come up with was Eugene Levy. I yes, thought that was he, my second choice. He was perfectly cast as a dad. I, I did read that they had considered Bill Murray. That's great. Which uh, I honestly am glad they didn't because it's like a... Bill Murray's amazing, and I think he would have did really good, but I think Eugene Levy brought something, you know, of himself to that role. So yeah, definitely. He definitely, again, stole every scene he was in. So I honestly don't think that Bill Murray could play a nerdy dad. And I think that's why the awkwardness works so well between mm-hmm. Jim and his dad is because he's like this nerdy dad that's trying to be hip, whereas Bill Murray would... He's too cool. Yeah. Like, he's, he, he's never not played a cool character, I think. No. I mean... Prove me wrong, I'm sure. That's true. I'm sure someone will. <laughs> Throw it in the comments. Um, so, now we've come to our final decision on whether we... We're going to ask two questions here. Does it hold up to your adult standards personally? Like, what's your personal opinion? And then the second question is, does it hold up to 2019 standards of just this world we live in where we're slightly politically correct and and i say slightly because i'm being nice but yeah you know what i mean um so what was your final decision i felt it held up uh, as an adult and not a 14 year old i'm now you know 34 going back watching this movie i felt it still was funny i mean some of the jokes like i remember thinking stifler was hilarious as a kid same and now i'm like he's so dumb but he's still kind of funny. He he can deliver sarcasm well, and mm-hmm. when it's not too bad. But then, like, it was just stuff I couldn't forgive him for, like some of the overly sexist stuff. But but he still delivered. Like when you said the lines to the band members, like he's just playing the typical mean guy who doesn't like the jocks. He's a cool guy, whatever, or yeah. doesn't like the band geeks. Mm-hmm. And but in his, I mean, Sean William Scott's like delivery is really good. Yeah. Um. So it's just, his character's supposed to be bad, though. I think it's supposed to show, like, these guys aren't that bad because look at this guy over here. Yeah. So anything, like, horrible that the four main guys do, like, well, it's not as bad as Stifler. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's why they created that character. No. But I, I, uh, I agree. Okay. I was on the fence, but Mm -hmm. I do agree because I think there's a lot of redeeming things in this movie, like... Jim and Jim's dad's relationship. Uh-huh. Um, and then also, like, I I realized there was, like, this connection to every bad thing that one of the characters did. There was some sort of karma effect. Uh-huh. So, like, 
Stifler smacked that girl's butt and he was a jerk to the band geeks. Then he drank Kevin's jizz. <laughs> and then I put Jim. He was like kind of mean to Michelle and um, there's something else he did. I did not write it down. Well, he did set up a webcam. <laughs> he set up the webcam. Thank you. Why? What? I'm trying to black that out <laughs> that that happened. Um, and then he, you know, premature ejaculates twice. Twice. <laughs> and then I put even uh, Shermanator uh, lied that he had sex with that girl. And then he peed his pants. Yeah, in front of the whole school. So like, I think that's redeeming because it's showing that these guys might do bad things, but mm-hmm. they're not going to fully get away with it. And so I think if you look at it in that light, like this movie is, you know, still holds up. A lot of the jokes are still funny. There's just some moments that I'm just like, why? Yeah. Why? And especially that webcam scene that honestly, I, it almost tipped me over to no, this movie is crap, Mm -hmm. but I, you know, the rest of it isn't bad and isn't too offensive. So it still holds up. I honestly looked at it like I think they could have took this script and hire, you know, however the hot young actor is of the time and go film this movie again using the same soundtrack. I thought it had a good soundtrack for the time. Like a lot of the songs aren't dated or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I looked at it like I I think it does hold up. I thought they could remake that movie literally script changing very minimal in there and it would still be a funny successful film i agree i agree so that is it for us today um if you happen to like this podcast please uh subscribe hit the subscribe button and maybe review it tell uh, a friend Ooh, and also tell a friend yeah. and if you don't like it tell an enemy <laughs> but yeah i mean if you want there you go but um we'll see you next time for uh Ruining our Our childhood. childhood. Good job.